Hi, did you know that your gut has a brain? Yes, a brain. Now, okay, let me try to explain as best I can the technical stuff first, and then we can get to the much more understandable stuff. You see, back in evolutionary times, scientists tell us that our gut brain, which is considered the little brain of our gut, was developed, and it referred to. It's referred to as the enteric nervous system, or ENS, in our gut. Now, our ENS communicates back and forth with the brain in our head, and it does this by what's known as the gut-brain axis. So, there's a two-way communication process. Now, keep this in mind, because this is important, that there's a two-way communication process. Where there is miscommunication... That's where the problems arise, the problems start. Now, this is important to remember and be aware of. The ENS was first developed before and independent, independently of the central nervous system, system, the CNS. Now, the ENS is the largest part of your nervous system that coordinates and regulates your bowel functions. Where the gut and the brain don't communicate proper, properly, this can cause obesity, type 2 diabetes, glucose intolerance, insulin resistance, acne, atopic dermatitis, psoriasis, colorectal cancer, and IBS, and indeed Crohn's disease, and many other diseases and disorders, plus disorders of the nervous system. Now, the research refers to the enteric nervous system as the little brain of the gut. And this little brain has, as I said, the capacity to learn and indeed to memorize. Yes, the little brain of the gut, the ENS, remembers possibly past experiences, Past hurts, stress-induced memories may remain in the enteric nervous system and can play a role in the development of IBS and other gastrointestinal disorders. Stress-induced long-term memory may remain at a cellular level. In other words, your body's cells remember trauma, stress and any other upsetting and or stressful traumatic event in your life. Now, the trauma and stress-induced memories interfere with the two communication processes, the two-way communication processes of the brain-gut axis. Now, this communication leads to many of the issues I mentioned above, IBS as an example. In other research, dating back to 1984, Horwell published his research in The Lancet, that hypnotherapy could relieve several of the symptoms of IBS. Gut-focused hypnotherapy, that's GFH, can not only improve the primary symptoms of IBS, but also reduce non-colon symptoms, anxiety and depression, and improve the quality of life and cognitive function. And hypnotherapy is particularly effective in children who present with IBS. So, when evaluated, 
according to the efficacy guidelines of the Clinical Psychology Division of the American Psychological Association, the use of hypnosis with IBS qualifies for the highest level of acceptance as being both efficacious and specific. Above all, this research provides us with hope and further bolsters our learning that hypnotherapy can be a powerful adjunct to orthodox medicine, enabling you to alleviate IBS symptoms and in turn you're free to live a reasonably comfortable life. Thanks for watching.